Hello and welcome back to Nerdy and Flirty. My name is Cass. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Welcome to episode nine. Today we're going to be talking about the five non-negotiables that you need for your wellness routine. These five things are the five things that I tell any client who signs up for training with me on the first day. If you sign up for coaching with me, these are the five things that I'm going to tell you straight off the bat that we need to get in check in order to reach our goals, no matter if it's just fitness training, if it's nutrition coaching, whatever it is, these five things need to be in line for anything else to work. Now, if you follow the Instagram, you probably are wondering why I'm doing this episode when I talked about doing a hormone episode this week. That episode is definitely still coming. I want to dive really deep into PCOS and hormone imbalances and all of that kind of stuff, but I want to make it a great episode because that is a really vulnerable topic to talk about and it's sensitive and it's something that's really close to home. So when I do that episode, it's still coming. I recorded the whole thing. I just want to perfect it a little bit more before I release it. So instead, it's going to come in the future and this week we're going to talk about the five wellness non-negotiables and definitely listen all the way through because number five is probably my favorite out of all of them. These five wellness non-negotiables are necessary no matter what the goal is in my opinion. It doesn't matter if you have a fitness goal, a nutrition goal, a just general lifestyle goal. If you have any kind of wellness goal and you want to optimize your wellness, these five things, in my opinion, are what you need to actually see results. So who better to share this information with than you guys on this podcast? I believe that this is the foundation for everything else we talk about moving forward. So why procrastinate? Let's get into it. The first one is sleep. This is the first non-negotiable that I talk about because it sets the tone for everything else. When we are tired, everything else is harder. We don't want to do any of our goals, no matter what the goal is, even if it's a career goal, when we're tired. Everything just feels harder when we're tired. So I always start with sleep. And this usually raises some eyebrows for people because if someone's coming to me and they want to get better in the gym, They usually don't want to talk about their sleep, but this sets the tone for everything else moving forward. Adults need about seven hours of sleep per night, but when I say sleep, I mean high quality sleep, which is sleep that's uninterrupted and actually leaves you feeling awake the next day. If you're sleeping and you're waking up still tired, you're probably not sleeping very well, even if you feel like you're falling asleep easily. I don't have a whoop watch, but I know there's so much technology out there nowadays that tells you more in depth about your sleep and your sleep habits and sleep patterns. But some things that I like to do to achieve high quality sleep are setting the tone in my bedroom. My bedroom is for sleep and for sleep only. And the more that I've done this and the longer that I've done this, the better it's gotten for me. Like now I will literally just lay on my bed and I usually have no problem falling asleep because my body knows that that's where I go to sleep. We associate our environments with what we do. So if you're working and sleeping in the same room, it's going to be a lot harder for you to separate the two. This also includes technology. When I say I set the environment for sleep, I don't even allow my phone near my bed when I'm going to sleep. I do not charge it anywhere near my bed. And that goes for Apple watches, computers, laptops, cell phones, 
all of that stays outside of my bedroom when it's time for me to go to bed. I actually have a little outlet outside my bedroom door. That's where I keep everything. I have my alarm set on it. I still hear it. And it's actually like a win-win because it forces me to get up in the morning to turn it off. Going to bed and waking up at the same time every day sets your circadian rhythm to be able to sleep well and get high quality sleep each night. And the less you snooze in the morning, the better. I've been thinking about getting one of those alarm clocks that does the light in the morning because for me, I wake up before the sun, so I think it would be nice to wake up to light, but you don't need anything fancy. I know we see like Hatch and all those fancy name brands all over social media, and while those work great, I'm sure, you don't need anything fancy to get high quality sleep. Set your alarm on your phone, put it outside your bedroom, and you'll be fine. I really like to use the bedtime feature on the iPhone. It's different than the clock app because on the health app, I think it is, you can use the bedtime feature where you actually calculate how many hours of sleep you get and they have different alarm sounds than the clock. I could be wrong now because there's updates and I've been doing it for a while. Maybe it's changed since then, but I know that when I do the bedtime feature, I have this nice gradual alarm sound that wakes me up so nicely instead of like jolting me awake because the alarm is so like, I don't know, blaring, blaring, horrible sounding. Setting the mood and having a bedtime and wake up kind of ritual and routine really does help me get better sleep and make me feel better. Another thing that's newer to my routine is mouth tape. I've been taping my mouth when I go to bed and maybe it's placebo. Maybe I'm just new to it and loving it. But I feel like I wake up so alive and so awake because I've been nose breathing all night and I don't even snore. Like I never thought that I was a mouth breather, but something about having tape on my mouth when I go to bed just makes me feel so much more awake the next day. And I'm not the expert on this, but there are so many podcasts and researchers talking about mouth tape right now and how nose breathing specifically is just so amazing for all kinds of things, including like your bone structure, your face structure, whatever. I'm totally hooked. I'm totally into it. And I really think that it helps me sleep better too. Maybe it's just taping my mouth shut so that I don't talk anymore and then I go to bed earlier. I don't know, but mouth tape is a new one and I love it. The point is, out of all of the non-negotiables, sleep is always the first one. If you want to hear more about this, go listen to the episode all about sleep. We talk about napping, substances, the importances of sleep, and so much more. Definitely go listen to that episode if you're curious about sleep, but just know that sleep is always the number one priority for me and when I talk to clients about their wellness journey. Going right along with this is stress management. When we're tired and when we're stressed out, everything else falls out of place. These two are like almost tied, but sleep is easier to control, so I like to put that first. Stress management is hard to do and hard to control, but it is so important and sets everything else up as well. When we are stressed out, we don't want to work out, we eat worse, we just feel worse, we sleep more or sleep less, like everything just kind of falls out of whack when we're stressed. I know my digestion goes out of whack, a lot of people's digestion goes out of whack when they're stressed out. Our bodies physically react to our stress, so trying to control our stress as much as possible and manage it the best we can is going to be super crucial for any wellness goal that you have. I mean, this one is kind of self-explanatory. You know how you feel when you're feeling really good and not so overwhelmed. And you know how you feel when you feel burnt out and overwhelmed and feel like you're sinking and just trying to stay afloat. 
some ways to manage your stress are first your work-life balance. Take an honest look at your work-life balance and see if you can set any boundaries at home or at the workplace. Control what you can control. I talked about a little exercise and there's a picture of it on the Instagram about categorizing what you actually have control over because let's face it, most of us can't just quit our jobs tomorrow because it stresses us out, right? We still have to work. We still have to do things we don't want to do. But trying to control the areas of your life that you can control will make you feel less overwhelmed and less stressed out. Stress isn't bad. There are times and places where stress is really beneficial, but when it's chronic and unmanaged, that's when stress leads to higher rates of disease like cardiovascular disease, lower immune system, etc. But acute stress where like you have a big project coming up or you have something big coming up, that's not terrible. It's when it goes unmanaged, unregulated all the time. You're just constantly trying to swim to the top of the water and you never really get there. Some other ways to manage stress are reducing your social media intake. I know for me, I don't realize this one as much until I'm deep, deep in it. But I really start to notice when I'm looking too much at social media. I start to be more negative, more judgmental, and just kind of hopeless with the world because I'm surrounded by all these negative things all the time. Of course, negative things happen every single day, but to be surrounded by it and to be looking at it all the time, it plays a role on your mental health. So for me, reducing my social media intake and lowering my exposure to all these things really does play a positive role in my mental health and my stress, especially when I'm in that burnout phase. Some other things are meditating, journaling, getting moving. Those things can really help relieve stress, move some of that energy out of your body. I've also found that having an after work routine has really helped me and played a role in my stress management. So when I get home, I have like set things that I like to do that make me feel a little bit more in control after the day because we all have stressful days at work where there's a lot of energy, there's a lot of things going on. So to come home and decompress immediately helps me kind of separate work and my life. So once our sleep and our stress management are intact, Then it becomes so much easier to set any kind of fitness, nutrition, wellness goal. So the next one is all about nutrition. When it comes to nutrition, focusing on whole unprocessed foods as much as possible. These are foods that are as close to their natural form as possible. So things like vegetables, fruits, lean meats, grains, ideally anything that's not with a barcode. Unprocessed foods are going to have the highest amounts of antioxidants, vitamins, nutrients, all the nutritious things that our body needs to fuel and run well. Nowadays, unfortunately, it's not enough to just buy what you see in the store. You do have to be an advocate for your own health by looking at barcodes, ingredient lists, things like that to understand what you're buying and what you're eating. Something as simple as peanut butter can be different depending on what brand you're buying, even if they're all right next to each other with the same labeling, the same kind of little icons on there saying GMO-free, blah, 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 blah. The really well-known brands with the bright colors like Jif and Skippy and all those really popular brands, if you actually take a look at their ingredient list, even on the natural ones, they have added things in them like palm oils and other ingredients besides just peanuts. And then if you find an organic natural peanut butter, you can find ones that have the ingredients as only peanuts. Some people say that they don't like the taste, but to me, 
Once you get accustomed to eating natural peanut butter, you actually don't want to go back to Jif and Skippy. Like I recently had some and I was like, this tastes so processed compared to what I've been eating because I got used to eating natural peanut butter. And if you were going to make peanut butter from scratch, you wouldn't be adding palm oil. I like to use that mentality when I'm grocery shopping. I like to think about if I was going to make this from scratch, would these ingredients be necessary to make it taste good? As consumers, we do have to be really mindful about what we're buying and what ingredients are in the products we're buying because unfortunately, we can't just look at labels. There's actually this account on Instagram. I need to find the name, but this guy rebrands products that are really unhealthy as like health food products. And it's amazing because companies are allowed to do that. Like he's not actually putting this on the shelves, but like he'll take a Reese cup, for example, and make it look like it's this protein packed, amazing protein bar. And that's really what is happening to our labels. Like if you've ever looked at a protein bars, ingredients or nutrition facts, so many of them are much higher in sugar than they are in protein. So what really makes it a protein bar? Any company can call something a protein bar if there's protein in it. But if the sugar is outweighing the protein, specifically the added sugar, which a lot of these protein bars have in them, then is it really a protein bar? Not really. One last little tip on nutrition is there's this app called Yuka, Y-U-K-A. It's free. You can scan any food that has a barcode so that you can consciously make a decision on if you want to buy it. The app is amazing. It talks about the nutrition facts and it'll tell you like, oh, this is really high in added sugar. This is high in protein. This is high in fat. And then it'll also tell you about the ingredients. Some of the ingredients you'll see have carcinogens in them or carcinogenic effects, which are cancer causing. Um, some of the dyes that are in foods, like it explains what all of them are. It's an amazing app to kind of open your eyes. You can also do your cosmetics and your hair care products. That really shocked me because so many of the products we use are just filled with junk and it's really shocking. It's a great app. It's called Yuka, Y-U-K-A. The icon's a little carrot. I love it. But the main thing about nutrition that I want to say is that focusing on whole unprocessed foods is going to be your best bet to living a healthy, balanced lifestyle. And I'm saying focused for a reason because it's important to focus on it and prioritize it, but it's also important to be balanced in your lifestyle and not go gung-ho on some diet that you can't maintain. I love to say that if it's not something you can do forever, it's probably not the right diet for you. When you're picking and choosing what you should be eating in your lifestyle, if you're really trying to change your nutrition around, it should be something you can stick to forever, which means incorporating foods that you enjoy that might not always be the best. Because anything that's too restrictive is probably not going to be the best solution for you. Number four is movement. And this is one that a lot of people come to me about, that they want to start getting into some kind of workout routine, but they don't know where to start. I have a whole episode about workouts beyond the gym. Even if you like the gym, I really think that episode is beneficial to hear other workout types that you might not have thought of or ways to change up your routine if you're feeling a little bit bored in your gym routine. But when it comes to movement, the best workout is the one that you do, but it's important to do something. Nowadays, we can easily live a sedentary life, which makes it 
a more conscious effort to get movement. We need to have that conscious effort to get movement because it is so easy to be sedentary. It's easy to go to work online, get your food online, get your groceries delivered, get your Amazon delivered, like everything you want. If you really wanted to stay home all day, every single day, you could live a very nice life like that. But getting some kind of movement is going to be important, not only for your physical body, but also for your mental health. I notice when I'm not moving enough, I start to feel really down on myself, really low on myself, and I can't really understand why until I get back into it, and then I'm like, oh, that explains everything. The general amount of physical activity that's recommended, at least, is 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise per week, which is five days a week for 30 minutes, and at least two of those days being full body resistance training. So anything that puts resistance on your body. This can be through weights, but it can also be through resistance bands or your own body weight. For example, a push-up is considered resistance training. Even just walking at an incline is an amazing workout and a great way to get your body moving at no cost, low impact, and it just feels good. And then lastly, my last non-negotiable when it comes to a wellness routine is a passion. It's a hobby. It's something you enjoy that has no ties to your productivity, no ties to your achievement, no ties to any of that. It's just something you enjoy. For me, this one might be the most important one because this is what gives us the purpose we need in life. And maybe it's the overachiever in me, but I know a lot of us are like this. This type A personality that a lot of us have is a strength in a lot of settings. It gets us to be go-getters, goal achievers, yada, yada, yada. But it also can be a weakness sometimes because I know for me, I struggle to feel my self-worth if I'm not achieving all the time. And that's not a good thing. Your worth shouldn't just be associated with your achievements, your accolades, what's on your resume, what's on your LinkedIn, who's promoting you at work. Your worth is way more than those things. And yet we place so much emphasis on our productivity and on our achievements. When the reality is you are just as worthy if you're doing something meaningful that has no actual like benefit or proof that you're doing it. For me, I've taken on this challenge to do things that are meaningful to me and that are passion projects for me that I still would do if no one was watching at all. These are things that I do that have no production associated with them and they're things that I do that are just fun. Having a hobby and having a passion project outside of your normal work or outside of the normal day-to-day is so beneficial in my opinion to your overall well-being. A lot of us set fitness goals, a lot of us set nutrition goals, But how many of us actually set goals in the other parts of our wellness that are outside of our physical body? Just look at children. Children have so many hobbies and so many activities that they do that have no benefit at all. When you were a kid, how many things did you do that had no production associated with them? You just did them because you wanted to play and you wanted to have fun. I know for me, I ran like 10 grocery stores. I had a classroom. I had a dance studio. Like I had so many things. And I would force my little brother to be my student or my customer or all these different things in my hobbies because I just enjoyed playing. I just enjoyed doing things. And I think as we get older, we stop doing that. We stop playing. We stop doing things that are just fun for the sake of them being fun. Start exploring things that you like or things that you think that you'll like 
even if you're going to be bad at it. There were so many things we did as kids that we were awful at that we did anyway because they were fun. Don't lose sight of that creativity and that just playfulness that you have in you because of the things that we have to do as adults. Maybe you want to start taking a class somewhere. Maybe you want to start getting into reading just for the sake of reading and not posting it on social media. Maybe you want to get into something you saw online, pottery, painting, sewing, crocheting, something that's fun that doesn't need an Etsy shop. It doesn't need to become a whole side hustle. It can just be fun. I think on social media, a lot of people talk about like, oh, how I turn this into a side hustle and this into my career and blah, 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 blah. And that's great. Like that is so great. I'm all about the hustle, but I'm also about having hobbies and having things that aren't associated to your productivity. In reality, there's so much more to our lives than just our career outputs and our achievements and accolades. Of course, those things are important too, and they're definitely worth celebrating, but in the day-to-day, If you're feeling really low in yourself and you want to start doing new goals, it's really hard to do that when you feel like you're not doing anything unless you're achieving at work. All right, so there you have it. Those are my five wellness non-negotiables. No matter what stage of life you're in, no matter what fitness, nutrition, wellness goal that you have, those are the non-negotiables that I think are the most important when it comes to living a well-balanced lifestyle. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and found value in it. I did this episode with absolutely no script because these five things are things that I actually do in my life and preach to my clients that I coach. I believe this so deeply in my soul that I can just do a whole episode on this without ever even looking at a piece of paper. I hope that you found value in it. Thank you so much for listening and for staying for the entire episode. If you like the podcast, First, follow it on Instagram at Nerdy and Flirty Pod. And then also share it with a friend. That would really help me to get out there with new people and get talking to new people. And if you or your friend have any questions or you just want to chat, DM me on Instagram. I am so open to that. I love talking to people about all of these topics. So definitely send me some things that you want to talk about. I am loving doing this. It's been so fun. And this is one of like my hobbies that I was saying because I just enjoy it. Like sitting down, talking about things that I like. been good to learn a new skill. And I really hope that it's providing value to you. Like that's what I care the most about. If there's any topics or things that you think I would be good at talking about, DM it to me on Instagram. I want to hear about it. I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you guys next week. Have a great day. Bye.